Hello, this is Veronica from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 28th of May. The Punjab government has withdrawn security details provided to 424 retired police officers and religious and political leaders. Last month, the new Aam Aadmi Party government had withdrawn security from 184 former ministers, MLAs and private citizens including Akali Dal MP Harsimrat Kaur Badal and former Punjab Congress chief Sunil Jakhad. The latest people to lose the security include former Punjab DGP PC Dogra and Majitha MLA Ganeev Kaur. Chief Minister Bhagwant Maan has said his government will also end the practice of MLAs drawing pension for more than one term. Currently, Former MLAs from Punjab get a monthly pension of around 75,000 rupees for one term. For each subsequent term, they draw 66% of the amount. The money saved from the pension would be used for the benefit of the ordinary people of Punjab, Maan has said. Listeners, people in positions of power often assume that they can abuse their privileges and get away with even criminal behaviour. This is why it's vital to have an independent media which can hold the powerful accountable. In India, however, it's becoming harder for even independent journalists to expose the wrongdoings of the powerful. On 25th of May, three journalists were assaulted with rods and pipes and had to be admitted in a hospital with fractured arms and legs in Rajasthan's Kalwar area. Why? They had reported on how a local sarpanch had allegedly grabbed land and siphoned off government funds. You can read my colleague Shiv Narayan Rajpurohit's report on the assault on the journalists on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Days After Report on Land Grab, Three Rajasthan Journalists Assaulted, Their Arms, Legs, Fractured. The reason we are able to cover such issues of public interest without any pressure from political parties or corporations is because we don't depend on them for ads. We rely only on you to support us. The assault on the journalists in Rajasthan shows how critical it is for the public to have the back of independent media platforms in this country. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, Head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. Prime Minister Narendra Modi visited his home state Gujarat today, seemingly to kick off his party's campaign for the assembly elections later this year. He is joined by Home Minister Amit Shah. Speaking in Rajkot, the Prime Minister boasted about his government's handling of the COVID pandemic. He claimed that the poor could not get food and drink when the epidemic began, so the government opened the granaries of the country. Speaking at another event in Atkot, Modi said his government had sought to build an India that Gandhi and Sardar Patel dreamt of. An India, he said, quoting Gandhi, that would empower the poor, Dalits, tribals and women, and whose economic system had indigenous solutions. The Prime Minister later inaugurated the Matushri KDP Multi-Speciality Hospital at Atkot. The central government has announced it will develop a framework to curb the problem of fake reviews on e-commerce websites in order to protect consumer interests. The Department of Consumer Affairs said it will come up with a framework based on mechanisms currently being followed by e-commerce platforms and best practices adopted globally. 
The announcement came after a meeting that was attended by officials of the Consumer Affairs Ministry and the Advertising Standards Council of India, as well as representatives of several e-commerce companies. Consumer Affairs Secretary Rohit Kumar Singh said the two key issues involved are checking the authenticity of the reviewer and the associated liability of the platform. He also said that e-commerce players must disclose the most relevant reviews in a fair and transparent manner. Congress leader P. Chitambaram today demanded to know how the Narcotics Control Bureau imprisoned Aryan Khan for 25 days without any evidence. The rule of law has been corrupted, Chitambaram said. Aryan, who is Bollywood star Shah Rukh Khan's son, was arrested in a drugs case last year. But yesterday, the NCB gave him a clean chit. The agency said it hadn't named him in the charge sheet for want of evidence that he possessed drugs. SN Pradhan, the NCB's Director General, told NDTV that their initial investigation suffered from procedural irregularities. That's why the NCB had launched an inquiry against its Mumbai Zonal Director, Samir Vankhade, who had supervised Aryan Khan's arrest. The inquiry found according to NDTV, that Vankhade was motivated to somehow implicate Aryan Khan. The bodies of three women and two children were found in a well in Rajasthan's Jaipur today, Indian Express reported. The three women were sisters and their family has said that they were married to three brothers from another family. According to the Indian Express, two of the three women were pregnant. Among the two children who were also found, one was four years old and the other was less than a month old. Police have registered an FIR against the husband and in-laws of the three sisters. In the FIR, their father has alleged that the sisters were being harassed by their in-laws over dowry. The FIR also mentions that on 25th of May, the youngest sister had called her father and told him that they were being beaten up by their in-laws and that they feared for their lives. A missing persons complaint was filed at the Dudu police station on Wednesday when the women had gone missing. On Thursday, an FIR was registered with charges under the Indian Penal Code pertaining to husband subjecting women to cruelty, criminal breach of trust and voluntarily causing hurt. While speaking to the Indian Express, a cousin of the sisters has claimed that he believes that the sisters were murdered by the in-laws. Last week, in another incident in Rajasthan, a Dalit man was allegedly assaulted, starved and chained to a cattle shed in Boondi district, Indian Express reported today. The man was purportedly assaulted for over 31 hours after he dishonoured a pledge to work as an unskilled labourer for one Paramjeet Singh. Singh is the main accused. The man has been identified as Radhesham Meghwal and is a resident of Biluba village. According to the FIR registered by the police, Meghwal used to work on Singh's field and oversaw animal husbandry for six months before having to take leave because of ill health. Meghwal had taken a loan of 30,000 rupees for his sister's wedding. However, when he left work, Singh demanded 1,10,000 rupees. Meghwal has claimed that last year, Singh also made him work on his fields for 10 days without any remuneration. In the FIR, he has claimed that Singh and his friends used casteist slurs against him and abducted him to his house, where they kept him hungry and chained. Police have said that the six people who are accused in the case are currently absconding and that a team has been constituted to search for them. 
Ukrainian officials today said their forces may retreat from the eastern city of Severodonetsk as Russian forces are close to surrounding it. The governor of Luhansk, Sergei Gaidai, said that while the Ukrainians have the strength and resources to defend the city, they will still have to leave so as not to be surrounded. The governor claimed that 90% of buildings in Severodonetsk were damaged, with the latest shelling destroying 14 high-rises. Having seized the key port city of Mariupol following a three-month siege, Russian forces have intensified their offensive in the eastern region of Donbass. Ukraine's withdrawal from the region may bring Russia closer to fully capturing the Luhansk and Donetsk regions. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you next week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 